Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. after that, so you can put a finger there. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, 16 says this. And Paul writes, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Everybody say, the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Amen. I'll read that one more time. The cup of the blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? And I told you, Matthew, but let's go ahead and go to John chapter 6. Let's go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 53 through 57. Amen. Shout hallelujah when you got it. Man, that was a shout if I ever heard one. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. There we go. John 6, 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man 
and drink his blood, you have ye have no life in you. That's he says, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. For the for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Amen. Amen. Say, raise your hand if you're looking confused right now. <laughs> Let's just close our eyes right now. Let's just thank the Lord right now. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you for both your blood and your body, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And we thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We love you, Jesus. We come here today to just learn about you, to seek your face. Not, not, not my will, but thy will be done. You must increase, so I must decrease, Lord. I just pray that your spirit would flow. And let your will, whatever it is, let it happen today. And I plead the blood of Jesus over this place tonight. And I declare right now that anything is possible with your blood. There's power in your blood, Jesus. And I believe it. And if you believe it, would you just shout, Amen. 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 There's power in the blood. Amen. You may be seated. Um... I, uh, we're going to have a little, little trip through Bible land. There's a book that I used to read. It's this little girl. I don't remember. My kids might know. It's this little girl. What's her name? She, the, the, Journey into Bible Land. Anybody ever read those little books? It's this little girl. She sees this mirror. She jumps into Bible Land. Well, that's what we're going to do today. Amen. The mirror of God's word, like Pastor said. Amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he's, he's talking about communion. And he's saying... The, the cup of blessing was where we, where we drink by. It's the blood. Amen. And then he says, and the, the, the bread that we break, it's the body. And he's just, he's, he's breaking down the communion. And he goes in and he talks about it. But we're not going to talk about it uh, so much as, as the, the, not the ritual, but the practice of taking communion. But today, literally, what I'm going to talk about is the fellowship with the blood and the fellowship with the body. Amen. Amen. Another word for communion is fellowship or partnership. Amen. You can turn me down. I'm, I'm pretty loud. I'm going to blow you guys' hair back. <laughs> Amen. But another word for fellowship is to partake and, and it's to have fellowship. Like I said, communion, it's, it's, a, it's a partnership. It's a fellowship. And so he's like, the, the partnership that we have is with the blood and, and the fellowship and the communion that we have is with that blood. There's, there's, a, there's a, a combining of us and it together that we work together. Amen. He says the same thing with about the body. And I, I, drew, that, I drew that just to lead into John 6 and, and Jesus, he breaks it down and he says these things. He says, Except you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you, period. And at this point, when he begins to talk about this, when he begins to talk about this, a lot of people, they leave. They stop following Jesus. They're like, who could bear these teachings? You know, this guy's talking about cannibalism. This doesn't make sense. But every time Jesus starts talking about He would speak in parables. And the Bible says that he would speak in parables because having eyes they see not, having ears they hear not. But he wanted those that were hungry to hear what he really had to say. Because the Bible says, he that has ears, let him hear. And the thing is, is everybody in here has got ears, but not everybody's going to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying here today. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Amen. And so that's what he begins to do. He says... Unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and you drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last day. That's the resurrection. Amen. He's like, you have to partake of the blood and you have to partake of the body. You got to take part of the body and you got to take part of the blood if you want to make it at the last day. Amen. You guys believe that? Amen. Amen. For my flesh is meat indeed. I love when he says that. He says, my flesh is meat indeed. And my blood is drinking. He said, if there's anything real in this world, if there's anything that will really fill your belly up, it's meat. 
It's my body and it's my blood. Amen. And Matthew, he says that the bread that's broken, it is my body. And in Matthew 26, 26 to 28, he says that. And he also says that the bread that's broken is my body. Excuse me, I repeat myself. And then he says and the, the cup that you drink is the blood of the New Testament. Amen. Amen. But he goes, keeps going here in John. And he says this. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me. And I in him. So what are you saying? You got you to gotta be a bloodthirsty vampire and Jesus is going to come inside? No. It's this, he's speaking spiritual things right now. And this is what Paul's reiterating about how we, commem we commemorate what Jesus had done by taking communion, by partnershiping with him. Amen. And with what he did on the cross. Amen. And I, we're going to talk today. I'm talking about the blood. There's not going to be any. There's not going to be any woos or surprises. The thing is, is the blood should woo us and surprise us enough. Amen. And so the, I, I've been reading. I read Hebrews. A bunch of us read Hebrews, and and I couldn't shake it. Talking about the blood, man. Pastor teaching the tabernacle. It's got me all stirred up. Amen. But Jesus, he's saying, he he says, as the Father lived, or excuse me, he said. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwells in me, and I in him. And then verse 57, it says, As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. So the thing is, is he says, when you take partake of the body and you partake of the blood, the intimacy that Jesus had with the Father, when you partake of Jesus, you're going to have that same intimacy with Jesus that he had with his father. And who knows what, he, let's just go a little down memory lane. Jesus would heal and they say, how do you do that? He said, I only do what I see my father do. Right. Right. Yep. True. Right. They said, man, where do you get these words? He said, I only say what I hear my father say. Right. And this is why it's important to know who's your daddy, for one. And number three, we need to know who are, you need to know his voice. Amen. Amen. Brother Garcia talking about Jeff Arnold. He has a book called Hearing the Voice of God. You should read it. It's very easy to read. Amen. I hear his voice whenever I'm reading it. But the thing is, is Brother Arnold, he, he's, he, he talks a lot about healing. But you, you, you're going to be misguided and misdirected unless you hear the voice of God. And he talks about how, you, you know, you just, he walks up to people in wheelchairs and it, he'll pray. But, you know, he said, at first I just figured, you know, they're in a the wheelchair, so I need to pray for them. But the thing is, is he talks about you need to be able to hear the voice of God. You need to make sure God's telling you. You need to make sure that, that you're being led by the Spirit. But the thing is, is that came in a communion between him and the Father. You see, they be, who's, okay, you guys are getting confused, okay. The Father, who, what, what is God? God is a spirit. Amen. The Father is a spirit. The Father is God and God is a spirit. Now I'm going to go through all this. And we're going to get through how does the spirit have blood and all these things. And, and, and we're going to get through that. But the thing is, is that Jesus having his intimate relationship with the spirit right, right, right. is why he was able to do everything that he did. And what he, why he was able to say what he said right. and how he could outsmart people and outmaneuver people. Right. And so the thing is, is he says, just like I am with the spirit, so you will be with me. Why is that? Because Jesus is the father. Amen. Amen. You guys believe that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So let's see. We're, we're going to talk about the blood. But before we before we begin, I just had to go through that because we're going to tie back into a communion, a partnership with the blood. Amen. And that's that's what we all need to. That's what why we take communion. And that's what's so special. It's not just eating some stuff. It's not just drinking some stuff. It's not just some ritual. It's really not. The, the communion with the body and the blood of Christ needs to be a daily thing. Am I saying you need to take communion every day? No, but what I'm saying is you need to have communion with the body and the blood every day. Right. Amen. And that's why he said, my meat, he said, my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed. And then he, what did he say? What did he say prior to that? He said, if you don't eat of me and you don't drink of me, you have no life in you. That's why you need to have a prayer life. That's why you need to read your word, because the Bible says that this word is the bread. Amen. The, the Bible says that the Bible says that these things are, are what's needed to live. And that's why you wonder why you struggle is because we all of us, this is be honest, this is all raise. Everybody raise your hand. Everybody in here struggles. 
And you really struggle when you separate yourself from the things of God. Amen. Amen. We all need we all need communion with the blood of the Lamb. We all need communion with the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 12. Amen. We're going to go on a little journey through Bible land here today. Amen. Who's excited for that? Amen. Praise God. Exodus chapter 12. Maybe. I'll pull it up here today. Exodus chapter 12. Where are you? There you are. Folded in half. How dare you? Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. This is this is this is the beginning. And I always read the scripture. I know. I, this is, I'm just I love Moses and I love all this. But you see, we see right here that, that God begins to tell Moses they're about to they're about to have a jailbreak out of Egypt. They're about to bust out of Egypt. But the thing is, is they couldn't just leave on their own accord. There had to be a provision made. There had to be a sacrifice made. There had to be a payment, an atonement for them. Amen. And this is what God says, verse 11. He says, And thus shall you eat with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. He's talking about the lamb. Then he says this in verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And I will smite all of Egypt. Or I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And behold shall be. And, and the blood shall be to you for a token. Everybody say a token. Token. There's a, the Bible talks about tokens a, a few times, and it's not a, it's not a coin. It's, a, it's not a coin. What it is is it's a token is a symbol, is a foreshadowing. It is a a type. He said the blood's going to be a token for you, a sign for you upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, when God sees the blood, He says, "I will pass over you." And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Amen. I, you could preach, I could preach right there all day. You guys good? Okay. The thing is, is the Bible, we can stop right there. He said, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass right over you. He said, a destruction and the plague, it's not going to come to you. Amen. We can just stop right there. But can we already see? I want you to look at my Bible. Let's see these blue marks. See these blue marks. That's where we're going to go today. It starts. I'm talking about the blood. You see that? It starts all the way in Genesis right here. And it goes all the way to Revelation. You see that? That's where my marks are right here. And that's where we're going to go today in Bible land. The thing is, is Moses, when he walks through, God tells him, you're going to kill this lamb. You're going to partake of this lamb. You're going to put the blood of this lamb over your door. And when I see this blood, I'm going to pass over you and the, the bad things that are going to happen to you or to, to Egypt are going to happen to you. Why? Because you have the blood on you. You have the blood over you. You have the blood of the lamb applied to your life. Amen. The thing is, we shouldn't fall asleep when we talk about the blood. Amen. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be drowned. They, what did the Bible say? When they had the blood, they were ready to roll. They were ready to go. They had their staff loins girded. They were ready to party. Amen. They're ready for the promises of God. Amen. Let's see what happened. The Bible says this. For the Lord, for the Lord will pass through in verse 23. He says this. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and upon the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house to smite you. Amen. When he sees the blood, the destroyer is not going to destroy you. Amen. And I know we use the thing is, is this, this is there's there, there's things in the Bible where they. What are they called? They're, they're type of prophecies and things like that, that they have. They've been fulfilled and yet they're not fulfilled yet. So the thing is, is we have right here, we have the fulfillment of this right here where God said that he would deliver them out. He promised to Abraham. But then we also have, this is a perfect symbol or token, if you will, of the new birth. What are they? They're in sin. They're in Egypt. They apply the blood. They go through the water. They follow the pillar of fire and, and this. And we know that's a new birth. But this is also a type and shadow of the end time. This is also a type and shadow of the end time where we are raptured out of this baby. But we're called away. 
where we're saved from the trouble, where we're delivered from Pharaoh, and we're and the, and the destroyer and the Antichrist, all that kind of stuff, it shall not harm you if you have the blood. Amen. And I know it's, it's argued a lot. I've noticed that they're like, well, when does the blood apply? When do you apply the blood? Is it at repentance? Is it at baptism? Is it at, at the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Or people don't even believe in that. But, but the thing is, is it will address that. But if you don't have the blood, and if you are not in communion with the blood, a partnership with the blood, a fellowship with that blood and that body, amen. Let me ask you something, a quick question. Where do you find the blood? Where do you find the blood? In the body. Whoa, man. You find the blood in the body. What happens if I cut your hand off, bro, and throw it over there? What's going to happen? Well, you're going to bleed, but what's going to happen to your hand? It's not going to have no more blood. The blood's in the body. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but... The thing is, the Bible says that creation itself declares the majesty of God. I don't even have to, I don't really have to do nothing fancy. I could just talk about iron and drywall and somehow I'll talk about, I'll figure out. Somehow it's going to declare how good and powerful God is. Right. He like the red iron, it's strong and it's covered in, it's red like the blood. You know, you never know. <laughs> but the thing is, is that creation itself, and that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about the blood, Amen. But we see the Bible says this in Leviticus 17.11. Leviticus 17.11, it says this. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. The, everybody say the life is in the blood. The Bible says for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement. Everybody say the blood's for atonement. Amen. We're learning about this in, in, in the tabernacle series, I know. But I'm just going to just reiterate some things. That the blood is for atonement for your soul. It's for your soul. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. Verse 14, it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. The thing is, is our blood, let's just talk about us for a little bit. Our blood in our body is... Probably there's things that are vital, but it's probably the most vital thing about our body. Without blood, you have no life. Without blood flowing, you have no life. Literally kind of weird to talk about, but they say blood is a type of tissue. It's weird because I think tissue like, you know, my skin. But it's a, it's a type of tissue. It's, it's kind of like the motor oil that keeps everything running, you know. It's the gas. It's the power. And the thing is, is that in our body, if we have no blood, we have no life. Amen. I know that's elementary, but the thing is, is that we can look at our own at our own biology. We can think we can see that just the Bible's right, right there. The life is in the blood. The blood is life. And if we don't have blood, we have no life. That's free. You can just figure that out. The Bible says or, or science says that our blood is made up of a couple different things. There's red blood cells, white blood cells, plasma, uh, platelets. My wife said she was a. A blood-sucking lady at the hospital. She draw people's blood, so she's probably gonna butcher me if I miss something. But the blood's consisted of red blood cells, white blood cells, and I'm just gonna talk about these a little bit. That the red blood cells—they—they're those things where you breathe and it brings oxygen to all your muscles, and it brings—it brings—they have hemoglobin and all kinds of weird fancy names, and it brings nutrients to your muscles. That's why if you don't breathe, you're gonna pass out. And you get fatigued if you're not breathing right. Is when you breathe, it oxygenates your blood. The red blood cells they pump through, and it brings oxygen so that your muscles can keep working. And then what happens is it draws away toxicity. Man, we could talk about that right there. Is that the blood of Jesus? The blood of Jesus brings nutrients to you. The Bible says that that another word for air is pneuma. It's the spirit. The blood of Jesus is what enables the spirit to flow. And it'll flow not just in one area, but it's supposed to flow through all your body. And the Bible says that then it draws away. It draws away impurities. But where's the blood? The blood is in the body. And the problem is when we're not in church, bro, you know what I'm saying? When we're not in church, we'll try to get right with God. But the thing is, is there's no blood flow outside of the body. That's why people say, I don't need to go to church. You lie. Because the Bible says that we are many members and that we are called together and that this is the church. That's why you feel good here. Because the blood flows here. The blood is flowing here. 
The blood is flowing and it's bringing life. It's bringing air. You can breathe in the house of God. You'll bring nutrients. And then guess what? You leave feeling better because the blood draws away all the toxicity. It draws away all the bad stuff in your blood. That's, that's just biology. But God made it that way on purpose. The thing is, is if you don't have good blood flow to your brain, or you got a blockage in your brain, you know, the devil's messing with your mind, you have unclean thoughts in your mind, you're not, allowed, you're not letting the blood flow to your head, you're not letting the blood of Jesus flow to your head, that's called even get a stroke like that. And guess what? Then you'll be paralyzed. I'm not laughing, strokes are serious thing. But it's the same thing in the spirit. You think that you could just sit in front of a television and your phone and Instagram and Facebook and just cloud your mind with filth of this world? And the thing is, is that the blood of Jesus ain't getting in your head. And you wonder why I'm paralyzed right now. I wonder why I can't function the way I need to function. It's because you're not letting the blood flow. Amen. Same thing, you could have a cardiac arrest. You wonder why my feelings and my emotions are so messed up. Out of the abundance of the heart, does the mouth speak? Why am I talking like that? Why am I lusting like that? You ain't letting the blood flow through your body. Amen. 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 You wonder why you're caught up in, in, in bad attitudes. It's because you're, you need to have a heart check. You need to come to church and get in the... Not even... You need to see the touch God and get a little defense. Bah! The power of the Holy Ghost. That's why you need to pray. That's why you need to read your Bible. That's why you need to associate. If you've got friends, young people, that don't like just doing things of God, find new friends. I don't care if they're in church. You guys want to play patty cake? You can play patty cake somewhere else. You can play patty cake in my house. I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to let the blood flow through my body. I'm trying to have communion and fellowship with Jesus because I want to be right. And when the destroyer comes by, I want him to say, no, there's blood on that guy. There's blood on him. Amen. 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 Well, this is cool. So right before I was like, I started getting nervous. You know, you want to make sure you have something cool to say? Facts about blood. Did you know? Yeah. At least I told you, I just wondered right now. Did you know that 0.02 milligrams of gold is in your body? And it's mostly found in your blood. That'll preach right there. There's gold in your blood. Imagine the blood of Jesus, perfect, spotless. Right. Amen. I just thought that was cool there. I don't know how I don't have nothing to preach about it, but <laughs> gold in my blood. Amen. It's a fun fact. I'm waiting for something. Come on, Lord, help me. Gold in the blood. Amen. Amen. Lack of blood to your eyes, it'll cause blindness. That's right. Amen. Lack of blood flow to your eyeballs. You go blind. You can no longer see God. You can no longer see God in your life. You can no longer, where's God? Well, you know that God's always there, but you don't see Him because there's no blood flowing. You're not connected to the body. Somewhere, somehow, there's damage done. Amen. And just as something, this is where, where, that, this is something that I just like, man, where do you, where's the blood? The blood is in the body. And how, how, how do we get into the body? And we're going to go there. How do, we, how do we get in the body where the blood's flowing? Amen. The blood's flowing. The blood still flows. Amen. Amen. The blood still flows. And that's why people that are dead can come and be made alive. Because there's life in the blood. Amen. There's no blood flowing out there in the world. There's people that say they know Jesus, but they don't have the blood. They might think they know, but they talk about it one time. That blood was shed once upon a time. But the blood needs to be a continual thing, a flow of blood. The thing is, is that the blood, uh, let's be careful. The blood needs to flow. doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. The thing is, is that there's so many different religions. There's so many different uh, sects of, Christi uh, of Christianity. But the thing is, is that the blood's not flowing all over the place. 
Amen. Right. Amen. Real quick, I'm going to fast forward. The white blood cells, they fight infection. Amen. Less than 1% of your blood is white blood cells. And that's what the blood of Jesus does. It fights infection for you. It fights against the devil for you. It fights against present infection. It fights against past things. And it prevents future attacks. Because your body, your, the white blood cells identify, hey, that's tuberculosis. I remember that. And when it comes back, you defeat it. You see? That's in the blood. The same thing with the blood of Jesus. You need to know this. The blood isn't just a one-time thing. That's why you hear the old-timers. Oh, I plead the blood. Oh, you better believe I'll be pleading the blood. There's a Travis Green song. It's one of my favorites. He says, I went out. I fell out a two-story window. And, and he has a list. So I was trying to call him. He fell out of a two-story window. And, it, and his, he said, my mama, he, she started crying. He said, the blood of Jesus. Seriously, he was dead. Fell out of a two-story window. Preach the blood of Jesus. Come on. Yeah. I think I was upstairs. I don't know. The blood of Jesus. See, things don't like the blood of Jesus. But he was dead. Fell down two stories on the ground. Little baby, two years old. Fell just like that. And they probably made a sound just like that. And his mama grabbed him. And he, she said, Jesus, save my son. Jesus, save my son. And on the third time, she said, the blood of Jesus. And he came back to life. Because there's life in the blood. Amen. There's life in the blood. Amen. 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 And it's way more powerful than all of that. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 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 9. And the thing is, is that we have to understand why, why is there blood needed? Why is there blood needed? What's going on? It's for the remission of your sins because there's sin in us. We have a sinful inherited nature that... That's where we come. We have a sinful nature because of the sin that came in through Adam and Eve. And the thing is, is that there had to be a payment for that sin. There had to be a payment for that sin. And the thing is, is the blood of goats couldn't do it anymore. The blood of lambs couldn't do it anymore. Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 9. It says this in verse 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. That's the, that's the answer to the question, well, why, why did Jesus have to die? That's the answer. Because you would not be forgiven without his blood. Amen. And it's not just any blood. Anything. Jesus was a man, so didn't, oh, he, didn't, he inherit, didn't he inherit some kind of sinful blood? And I'm going to get to that. He was a man. Are we all sinful? No, the Bible says that he was perfect without sin. Right, come on now. But he became sin. He became like sin for us to pay the price. Amen. Hebrews 9, all this look right here, it says this. Verse 11. It says this, But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, what we've been learning, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. By Jesus' own blood. Amen. He entered in once into the holy place that we've been learning about. And he's obtained eternal redemption for us. Everybody say eternal. Eternal. It's eternal redemption. The thing is, is he redeemed the children of Israel out of Moses. But it wasn't an eternal redemption because the majority of them died in the wilderness. Not in the promise of God. It wasn't eternal redemption when he saved them out of Egypt. That's why he said it's gonna, this blood's going to be a token. It's going to be a type and shadow of what I'm going to do later. Just like he always did. Amen. We know how God does that, right? Amen. Everybody just say something. Yes. Amen. So the thing is, is that this time, this is an eternal redemption. He says this, for if the blood of bulls and goats... And the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to purifying the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself, offered himself, he offered himself. The father didn't send his, his non-powerful son. He offered himself. Why? Because he did it through the spirit. Amen. He was the spirit made flesh and he offered himself without spot to God to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. 
Amen. How many thankful for that? Could you just clap your hands? See, this is the part where I need to flip over because I wrote it backwards. <laughs> Amen. Let's go to Romans. Amen. I'm going to get somewhere today. If you would just stay with me. Amen. The devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. Why don't we just pray right now? I feel, I feel something in the, in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray right now. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We lift you up, Jesus. We come against right now. We come against any spirit that would try to come against the move of your spirit. Right now, we take authority and dominion in the spirit right now in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar and your blood is powerful. It'll never lose its power. And we all, everybody in this room, needs a fresh touch of your blood. There's no distraction so great. There's no wickedness so great. There's no sin so great. There's no, there's no condemnation so great that can stop the flow of your blood today. We all need a flow of your blood today. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands. Hallelujah. 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 Romans chapter 5. This is, this is, the thing is, is that whether you have the Holy Ghost or you need the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 says this. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. That will say that's me. Amen. While we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man will one die. That means a good person won't die for you. Because guess what? Your life ain't that. If you, the thing is, if you're ungodly and let's say you're righteous, she ain't going to die for you because you ain't worth it. That's what it's saying. A righteous person ain't going to die for someone who's ungodly. It don't make sense. But can I tell you, the Bible says this. In due time, when we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man will one die. Yet pre-adventure, a good man would one even dare to die. But God, amen, but God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, while you were a sinner, while you and I were sinners, Christ died for us. Not when you got a tie on, not when you got a name tag, but when you were in the depths of sin, when you were a whoremonger, when you were an alcoholic, when you were a druggie, maybe I'm just preaching to myself, maybe you guys are all good dancing in the tulips, but Jesus died for me when I was watching pornography. Jesus died for me when I had a needle in my arm. Jesus died for you, buddy, and he died for you, and he died for my mama, and he died for my grandpa. He died for me, not when we were perfect, but when we were sinners. Amen. And the Bible says this, much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall, we shall, we shall, it's a promise that we shall be saved from the wrath to come. Amen. The Bible says we shall be saved from wrath through him. The thing is, is that what happened on Calvary is that God put the wrath that you deserved and that I deserved. And he put it on a little lamb. He put the he put all the punishment on a little lamb. Your punishment, my punishment, everybody in this room, everybody in this world, your kids, every lie, everything stolen. Every evil, wicked thought. It was all put on Jesus. I can't think about that too long without something happening to me. Every stripe on his back. Every drop of blood from his head, his hands, and his feet. His beard ripped out. It was all because of me. And it was all because of you. We need to own that. You need to own that. I need to own that. This isn't some, this isn't some, the thing is, is that's the problem with the Christianity today is we don't own what's rightfully ours. We don't own it. Now, I'm not saying you need to walk around and do penance and whip yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But you, the thing is, is if you don't have a revelation of the blood of Jesus, then that's why I'm preaching this because it's not about just singing it. It's not about just talking about it. It's having a revelation of why the blood was shed. That's what it's about. Why is it shed? Why? Why do I need it? Because you sin. Because you can't make it. And God, who is rich in mercy and love, He took it all. 
There's a song that is a good song. It's He Paid It All, that one song. I don't remember who it's by. He paid it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that guy. Amen. Amen. Romans 3.24. Romans 3.24 says this. The word justified, amen, for all, for everybody. The word justified, we, we have a hard time with this word. The Bible says that he justified us. That means he, at that moment at Calvary, he made us, he justified us. He made us righteous. Right. He made us in right standing. That's what did it. Not you. Not anything you could do puts you in right standing with Jesus. Right. What he did puts you in right standing with Jesus. And this is why we must come to him. Hallelujah. We must come to Him. Amen. And the Bible says this, being justified freely by His grace. Amen. Through the redemption that is in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation, the payment, through faith in His blood. Amen. We have to have faith in His blood. Amen. Amen. We need to have faith in His blood. Amen. That's right. We need to have faith in His blood. Amen. The thing is, is that when condemnation comes, you need to have faith in His blood. Come on now. A, this will help you. I'm telling you, this is gonna. I, I heard uh, brother, brother, uh, um, brother, uh, brother Wright went to brother T W Barnes, and he was trying to build that church in Baltimore, and he said, "I called brother Barnes, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna build this church," and he said, "And all brother Barnes did was talk about the blood. Didn't tell me nothing." <laughs> He said, but what he was doing was on purpose. He said, no man can do anything for God unless he understands the blood. Because as soon as you do something good, there's going to be a counter move by the devil. And you need to have a revelation of the blood. You need to have a revelation of the blood, bro. That even when you fall back, even when you fall down, that there's blood for me. Amen. That there's blood for you. That there's blood for your grandkids when they make a mistake. That there's blood for my children. That there's blood for us. We need to realize that. And not this, that, but there's blood for the crackhead. And there's blood for the, there's blood for the harlot. And that there's blood for the backslider. There's blood for them. There's blood for all of us. Amen. We can't be stingy with that blood. Amen. Amen. The Bible says this, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Amen. He's made us righteous. He's done all these things. I, when I was studying, I was reminded, the Bible says this in Genesis 4.10. It says that when, when, when Cain murders Abel, God comes, he says, where's your brother? And he's like, I don't know where, am I my brother's keeper, bro? Trying to be too chill with God. Too, he, don't, he didn't reverence God. Right. He's just, me and God are like this, but he talked to God like he was his boy, but he, yeah. God's God. Right, right. Yeah. He said, am I my brother's keeper? And he said... Your brother's blood cries out from the ground. That's right. That's right. So I can hear your brother's blood crying out from the ground. And it's accusing you. And I hear guilt. And I hear your shame. And I hear your condemnation. It's crying out against you, Cain. I can hear them. But I can hear the blood of Jesus. I can hear the blood of Jesus. Every drop that was on Calvary. And it says there's mercy for you. There's no more condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. That there's forgiveness of your sins. I can hear the blood of Jesus today. It says if you would let the blood flow over you, child, you can be set free. You can be healed today. There's salvation in that blood. If, if the blood of Abel cries out, I'll prove it to you. That's scripture. Thank you for the blood. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 24 says this. And to Jesus, the mediator, he's the middleman of the new covenant. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Jesus' blood isn't crying out. It isn't crying out, you're a murderer. It isn't crying out, it's crying out, come. Stop hiding. It's saying repent. It's saying wake up. It's saying the destroyer's coming. But if you, if you apply me, he told Cain, hey, if you do well, sin lies at the door. 
He says, if you do well, you'll be all right. But if you don't, sin lies at the door. It kind of echoes what happens in, in Egypt. He said, if you put the blood, you'll do all right. But sin, the destroyer's lying at the door, buddy. Amen. I'm thankful for that blood. I, I sat. I, I get off work and I'll go. And this is another. Uh, this is. You might, be, you might think I'm weird, but I'll go in the Sunday school room and I'll turn off all the lights and I'll sit in the pitch black and I sit in there. And when I was reading Hebrews, I seriously had a revelation, another revelation. There's things in the Word of God that you need to read again. You need to get a better understanding. There's deeper things about God. And I sat there and I just began to cry. And I began to think about the blood of Jesus. And how there's nothing that I can do. And there's nothing that I've done. But it's all been the blood of Jesus. And I sit there. And I literally. There, there, and you might think I'm weird again. But there is some. I'm pushing on my glasses. And I need my glasses on. There's some. There's some. There's a, there's, a, there's a red crimson tablecloth in there. And I'll wrap myself in that tablecloth. And I just, I just say, God, I plead the blood over me right now. God, I plead the blood over me right now. I'm nothing. I decrease, Lord. I decrease, Lord. Would you wash me in your blood? Let your blood. I want to have communion with that blood. That's how you make it. It's not just a one-time deal. Amen. 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 When we understand this, it's going to change. It's going to change your life. Amen. Acts 20, Acts 20, verse 8. The Bible says that God purchased us with his own blood. God purchased us with his own blood. Acts 20, verse 28 says God purchased us with his own blood. And, and that just goes again with 2 Corinthians 5, 19. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling, bringing us all together by shedding his blood to pay for all of our sin. Amen. God shed his blood. That's powerful. But how does, how does a God get blood? We've talked about this. How did a God who's a spirit get blood? He what? He came in the flesh. That's right. He said, you're going to name him Emmanuel. God with us. That's powerful right there. You need to stop right there. We have an altar call right there. Right. Right. We shouldn't have to have people pulling us to the altar, bro. There's enough power in the blood of Jesus to get me here every day. Yeah. Some of y'all need too many songs to get you going. To get just, uh, just, you know what I'm saying? Their hands are falling asleep over here. Pastor's hands falling asleep. He's like, come on. He's pretty, come on. The blood of Jesus does it for me. And I'll say, you know what? There's a song that I'll sing. He first loved me. What is it? How does it go? I totally forgot the words now. I sing it all the time. But anyways, moving forward. The Bible says that God's a spirit. How does God get this blood? He became a man. He became a man. God was manifest in the flesh. And the thing is, is in the Bible, we, and we've talked about this. We had, we, had a, we had a series about the one, this series. We talked about some of this. But the Bible says, are you guys all right? Are you guys bored? All right. The Bible says this, that God is a spirit, John chapter 4. And the Bible says this, that, that Mary was going to begat a child from the Holy Ghost. I mean, the Holy Ghost is the Father, bro. If someone tries to confuse you, you say, no. Holy Ghost is the Father. Amen. The Spirit is the Father. And the thing is, is this is what happened. The Bible calls Jesus the seed of the woman. Number one, it fulfills the prophecy in Genesis chapter 3. But he calls him the seed of the woman. Why? Because he had no earthly father. Right. But I was doing research about the blood. Okay? Because and I learned I didn't I just I learned this. Did you know? Maybe we talked about this before. I feel like I heard it somewhere, but it's fine. Did you know that your blood, the the contribution of the father in, in baby making process, is that one of the things that's particular to just the father is that the blood comes from the father yeah though the mother's blood and the baby's blood never mix they never co-mingle the blood that's developed in this baby is specifically progenerated from the father and the thing is is what makes jesus blood so special it's his father it's the spirit the life of the spirit is in the blood 
spirit had blood, bro. And it was the blood of Jesus. And that's what makes the blood of Jesus so special. And that's why it'll never lose its power. Because the blood of Jesus is eternal. And that's why brother, 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 um, when he came out of fasting and he said, I see a crimson stream of blood and it's washing over me. It's because the blood still flows today. The blood of Jesus, the blood of the spirit, the blood of God in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. It still flows and it flows for you and it flows for her and it flows for me. Amen. Amen. He was born of that virgin and he became a man for one purpose and one purpose only. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Amen. Amen. So the common answer to this question, and we're going to close here in a minute. The Bible says this. The Bible says in 1 Peter that we're not purchased, we're not bought. We're not bought with things corruptible like silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus. That's what we are purchased with. Amen. I'm going to read you something now. The thing is, is that we could all just say whatever we want. We come to our own conclusions here in Christianity. But this is what the Bible says. First Peter, he says this in verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ of the Lamb without blemish, without spot. That's what we are purchased with. Verse 22 and 23 says this. He says this, seeing that you have purified your soul and obeying the truth through the Spirit. Unto unfeigned love and brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Everybody say this last part together in verse 23. Being, is it up there? 23? Being born again. He says this. Let's go back and say, let's go back. He says, see you purified your soul through the truth, through obeying the truth, through the spirit. And he says, being born again. You want to say, how do you get the blood? How do you get the blood? How do you get the blood of your father? How do you get the blood of Jesus? Can I tell you that when you're born again, when you're a little baby, when there's a super something spiritual that happens, just like Jesus got the blood of his father, that's why it's so important to be born again. It's because just like how in the birthing process, he got the blood of his father. You get the blood of your father when you're born again. And that's why we say, Jesus said, you must be born again. Born of the water and the spirit. Born of the water and the spirit. And that's why the Bible says that there's three that bear witness in the earth. There is the spirit. There is the blood. And there is the water. Why? It's because the spirit had blood. And the thing is, is it's, oh, that's why that's why Hebrews says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Because that one baptism is the new birth process. You can't have a baby with no blood. Hello? You want the blood of Jesus? I got royal blood flowing through my veins. Where do you get that blood? It's in your veins. How do you get it? Because you've been born again of the water and the spirit. And the thing is, is this world doesn't have that blood. But they need that blood. I mean, if you're not born again and you're in this building, you need to get born again. And the thing is, is I don't care what they say. You don't pray a prayer and get born again. You repent of your sins. You get baptized in Jesus' name. And you get the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to hear you speak in tongues when it happens. And guess what? Something happens. That's the process where the blood begins to flow. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm going to skip a bunch of this stuff. Let's turn to Revelation. Hallelujah. I don't have my phone, so y'all can be mad at me. Amen. I believe someone's getting baptized today. Amen. Sister Dean is getting baptized. I don't know who else. Amen. She's already received the Holy Ghost. And the thing is, is she's about to have her sins washed away. She's, how old are you, Sister Dina? Nine. Prime time. Nine, the prime time. The thing is, is that she's only nine. And the problem that some of us have 
because we think the blood was only from nine and, and below. But it deals with your sins from the past, Sister Dina. It'll deal with your sins in the future. And it'll deal with your sins when you're 29, 39, 49, 109. All the way to the end. Amen. Amen. You know what? First John. I know I said Revelation, but first John. Excuse me, ma'am. Hi. Hi, how are you? Very well. What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing? What's that? Okay. Okay. Amen. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter 5. It says, Then this is the message which you have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, If we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie. Amen. It says, and do, not, and do not do the truth. It says that God is light and in him is no darkness. And if we say that we know him, but we walk in darkness, we lie. It says, but if, you need to just know all these ifs. If we, if we. He says this, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, amen. The blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us all from all sin, amen. If we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. For if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Amen. I'll read that again. It says this. If we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As the Bible says in verse 7, that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us all from sin. This is a perpetual thing. The thing is, is when you make a mistake, when something happens, you confess your faults. You come to Him. You repent of your sins. And the problem is, is that you try to keep it secret. We try to, we try to play secret with God. We try to play hide and seek with God. It doesn't work. That's mankind's favorite game is hide and seek, but it doesn't work. The thing is, is that home base is the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go somewhere, but I'll just finish this. Revelation chapter 1, verse... Revelation 1, verse 4. The Bible says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before the throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from all of our sins in his own blood and made us he made us when he washed us with his blood he makes us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever behold this is the thing it doesn't stop he says behold he comes with the clouds and every eye is going to see him and they also which pierce him all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. And the Bible says in Revelations 12 and 11, the Bible says that we overcome the devil. We overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The devil's accusing the people of things. He's accusing people of things. But the devil is a liar. Do you know that? The devil's a liar. He's the father of lies. But let me tell you something. That the blood of Jesus, it still works. It's bigger. It's better than the devil. It's bigger and better than the destroyer. And guess what? The word of your testimony is that I got the blood. I got the blood. Would you say I got the blood? I got the blood. Hallelujah. 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 Tap your hands a little louder for Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm going to read one more scripture. You may be seated and we're going to close this baby up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to turn to Colossians. If I can get my big old fingers on the page. Colossians chapter 1. 
Time and time throughout the scripture, you're going to see Paul write in the epistles, and he references to the born again experience all the time. If you pay attention, you can see it. He doesn't flat out say they were baptized in Jesus' name, receive the Holy Ghost, but you see it. He says this, verse 9 For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Does anybody remember when the Bible says God is light and in Him is no darkness? I 